When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 343rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're here at Fort Field after the Falcons pulled out a 27-23 victory over the Detroit Lions. Quarterback Desmond Ritter got flushed out of the pocket, rolled to his right, and threw up a 4-9 prayer to wide receiver Jared Bernhardt, who played at Ferris State in Big Rapids, Michigan. He hauled down the pass, and the Falcons' reserves were able to hold on to the victory. The Falcons win their exhibition opener 27-23 to in a thrilling game. But, hey, all the action early was about the starters. And Marcus Mariota, the Falcons quarterback, came out, uh, started the game, took the team on a 12-play drive where they overcame two two penalties. 12-play, 82-yard drive started on their 18, and then he scored on a scramble out the left side of the offense to get into the end zone. He dove for the pylon to give the Falcons their first touchdown. So we had both of the quarterbacks here with plays at the beginning and plays at the end to pull out the victory for the Atlanta Falcons. After the game, I had a chance to catch up with Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota, and here's what he had to say. How do you feel things went for, for you on the um, 12-play drive? Uh, I thought it went well. Um, you know, there's some things that we can clean up, but all in all, I thought we were efficient. We made plays and got a, got a score. Did Coach uh, discuss uh, the aggressive running there? <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of part of how I play. Um, but all in all, I'm just trying to make the most of the drive, make the most of the plays, and um, I, thought, I thought it went well. What did you see on the 24-yard pass to London that kind of got you all out of a hole? Yeah, I, I mean, again, another guy that just kind of makes it easy. Um, he it was man coverage. He made a play, created separation, and uh, gave him a chance with the ball, and he made, he made the rest of it. And the third and eight to Hodge, that was another big play in that drive. Uh, what, what did he do? What did you do? What did you see to uh, get him that 12-yard game there? He's been very consistent in and out of his breaks. Um, so he gave me great body language, um, and we just found a play. You know, they, the look kind of allowed us to do that. Um, again, all through camp, all through practices, he does a great job of uh, making it easy on us as quarterback. And the last one for me, what are you uh, seeing when uh, Desmond's rolling out to throw that one up at the end there? <laughs> that was unbelievable. I, I thought Desmond had a great game. Um, you know, for a young guy, his first NFL shot, um, he made a bunch of plays. And at the end of the game, when you needed him most, he made a play. Well, all right, that was Desmond. That was uh, uh, Marcus Mariota talking about Desmond Ritter there. Big play at the end of the game. 
I also talked to Desmond Ritter. We don't have a sound. My recorder's not uh, wasn't able to send it back. But we, I'm gonna share with you some of the quotes from uh, after the game that we transcribed, and some of them are in our story there on AJC.com. But here's what Desmond Ritter said uh, uh, when I asked him, "Hey, walk me through that last play. What happened there?" He said, uh, "It was cover one man, one high safety." We had a fade on the backside, so I was looking at that. He kind of got beat up off the line, and I kind of progressed off of it. I came back and felt the edge, so I just kind of rolled out to the right. It was fourth down, fourth and nine. At that point, you have to give somebody a chance. I saw it was a one-on-one -on -one matchup. I gave my guy Bernhard a chance. And he came down with it. It was a huge play for us. That's what he had to say about that big play. Let's go up to Coach Smith. Uh, he chatted for six minutes. No update on Drake London. He was uh, didn't look like a major injury. He got hit. Uh, his knee went into the tent. Looked like a minor precaution thing. But, you know, we never know. We'll uh, stay tuned on, on that. But we... Uh, Coach said when he had major injuries, he'll let us know. So that must not have been a major one. But, I, you know, we, we'll, we'll stay on top of that. So here's some of Coach Smith and what he had to say after the game today. It's it's so important to us, um, something we, we try to work all the time. You know, you got to win situational football in this league. And I was proud of the way the guys competed. We got plenty of things we got to clean up. Um, but these guys kept fighting no matter what group was in there. That's what you wanted to see. All right. Uh, that was Coach Smith. Then he uh, talked about uh, the winning values. We want to build a program that, that uh, values winning, no matter when we get a chance to go compete, whether it's preseason, regular season. And, you know, we have the perspective, you know, nobody's handing out T-shirts and hats because you win a preseason game, but you'd like to see that competitiveness and progress. And then we got to get back to work on Sunday. Uh, so that's about the quarterbacks. Yeah, I thought Marcus came out, and um, he was sharp. He really operated, I thought, at a high level. And that was good to see to take a drive, go all the way down the field and score, you know, match theirs. Because Detroit came out and scored. Uh, didn't look, they marched right down the field in the first team defense, but that's another story. We're going to get to that too later. And then I, I was proud of Desmond. He came in there, and you want to see these guys how they handle adversity. It wasn't perfect. A lot to learn from, but he kept swinging. And, you know, had some plays. We, you know, we got caught a break there on one. with the penalty, and then, you know, he had a couple drops, but he didn't, that's what I like about him. I like his mindset. And he just found a way to make a play at the end. So that's what Coach had to say uh, after the game today. So right now we're going to toss to the break. And we're going to come back and talk a little defense here. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and yeah, there were some good things that happened today, and we're going to go down the game book here in a minute and, and highlight some of those. But the one disturbing thing, and I spoke to Dean Pease on his way out today, uh, spoke to Grady Jarrett. Um, he said, hey, good thing this happened right, right about now. Uh, and Coach Smith um, also said there was miscommunications on some of those plays in that first drive, but Detroit just zipped on down the field, a uh, 79-yard drive, 10-play drive. They only had one third down, a third and one, and the Falcons got pushed around for three yards. Uh, Jamal Williams, uh, you know, went at them for uh, the first down. So, you know, nothing good happened on that first drive by the defense. So, um you know, I asked Grady, hey, uh, you know, what happened there? And he said this, Grady Jarrett, there's definitely some stuff that we could work on. Good that it happened in the exhibition season than the regular season. So, um, you know, they, they, they weren't proud of that. But they weren't proud of how the, the reserves went after it. You know, they um, had a couple big plays by D. Alford or Interception. They got it on the 11. He had a return down to the 11. They couldn't move the ball, though, and they had to set up for a field goal. But then you get the uh, Timmy Horn fumble in the fourth quarter where it looks like, you know, if Detroit holds on the ball and they run out the clock, you know, they got the win, 23-20. to uh, 20. But they fumble it at their 33, and uh, the Falcons are able to, you know, live for another day and make a play. So I asked Grady about it because Timmy Horn's one of the big guys that have been showing up in camp. And, and he's helped himself here by falling on this fumble. And here's what Grady Jarrett had to say about uh, Big Timmy is what he called him. That was awesome to see Big Timmy go in there and make that play. He, but he pointed out something here that only the defensive lineman would know uh, or see. He said the action before the fumble recovery was really what was so sweet. The move he made on the center to get in position to make that play was awesome. He's been having a great camp. I just love to see him go out there and compete. So Grady was hyped about, uh, about the play of Timmy Horn. Uh, so, you know, the star of the day also is uh, Jared Bernhardt, the wide receiver. He's a long shot. He's the lacrosse player from Maryland who went to uh, Ferris State up here in Michigan and uh, led them to the national championship last year in football. And so he uh, he made the big catch. So uh, we talked to him after the game, and that was his only catch of the game, 21-yard touchdown. He did a great job against Cedric Boswell, fighting through the contact uh, to get his way to the ball. And uh, this is what he had to say. It was definitely cool for sure, Bernhardt said. I'm just trying to focus 
on being in the moment right now with the Falcons. I'm just happy to come out with the win. Okay, so I asked him also about uh, he saw De he saw Ritter scramble and he wanted to work his way back to the ball. And he said this: sometimes the play you draw you draw them up and they don't come out that way. Dez extended the play. I saw him scramble outside, and I tried to help him out by coming back to the football. Okay, and, uh, you know, they were – he, he he was determined to get to that ball. He got through Boswell, and I saw that. Uh, you know, it could have been, you know, penalty, but – he said, I said, well, hey, what, what did you, how'd you get through? And he's like, I definitely did fight through. Coach Arthur Smith preaches that, finish the play, go and attack the ball. I just had to fight through it. So uh, I asked him, hey, was that a lacrosse move? <laughs> well, he's like, I think it was a football move just to try to go out there and make a play. So, uh, you know, he, he was really uh, entertaining after the game. I asked if any of the people from Fair State came to the game or not, you know, uh, but he, he didn't think so. And, and he uh, said he was fortunate that Coach Tony Anise got in contact with me after I sent out some emails, Bernhardt said. I was happy about my time there and fortunate that he gave me an opportunity to play there in Big Rapids. And so uh, he was asked if he's going to keep that football. He, was, he thought the equipment manager had the ball for him and he's going to be able to keep it. Uh, D. Alford's going to keep his ball too. He had an interception. So, you know, he was a guy that we wrote about. You can Google that. Uh, from Spalding High, Griffin, Georgia. Uh, Coach Smith said, hey, keep an eye on this kid. And sure enough, he turned up big here today with the interception and some tackles. We're going to go over to the tackle numbers here in a second uh, and go over some of the stats from the from the game. But last, from, last word from Bernhardt, you have a plan, and sometimes that plan doesn't work. Said that a little bit earlier. You got to ellipsis you can't sit there and soak you have to finish it finish the play especially when you get those extended plays from Dez and Marcus definitely fortunate for those guys to have legs and extend the play so that's how the Falcons came up with a W with the uh, third round pick thrown through the undrafted free agent and he fought his way through and came up with the football. So let's go over some of the stats here today. For the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota was 2-2 for 36 yards. A 118.8. His first start since October of 2019. Desmond Ritter finished 10-22 for 103 yards. Two touchdowns and an 89.8 passer rating. Now, the running game looked really good early on, so that was very promising. Corderell Patterson played like one play, and then they pulled him from the game. So, Quadri Allison, Damian Williams, Damian Williams, and Caleb Huntley got most of the action, and then uh, Tyler Jill got a little bit later. So, I like to take the quarterbacks out, but I, I didn't do that. Uh, so, we're going to give you the totals for everybody. 
29 for 168, uh, average 5.8 yards a carry. Now that's going, uh, that's good. Anything over 4.0 is good. So they ran the ball well. Uh, Caleb Huntley led the way with eight carries for 18 yards. His lung was five. Desmond Ritter had six carries for 59 and 20 yards. He ran twice right before the half to set up that field goal. Uh, ran twice for 39 yards uh, in that drive, so that was big time. Uh, Allison ran it well, too. He had a big 18-yarder and 12-yarder, uh, 5 for 33, uh, 6.6 average per carry. Spoke with him after the game, and he said, hey, I want those runs to be bigger. I got to see what I can do to make them 40-yard runs or 30-yard runs. So, you know, he's got the right mindset. Damian Williams, he's a kid I like, good pro. Uh, three for ten, uh, 3.38 uh, yards was his long. Then Mariota was three carries for 23. That's 7.7. One touchdown, long of 10. Tyler Algier had a nice run of 15 yards. That was his big run. Three for 25, uh, 8.3 average. And then Avery Williams had one carry for zero. Now, receiving-wise... It was spread all over the place. But, um, yeah, the and then Kyle Pitts didn't play much. The leading receiver was uh, Darby with two. And you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve guys with at least one catch. So, um, I'm not going down that whole list. But our TD catchers were Jarrett Bernhardt for one. And Parker Hesse had a one-yard touchdown grab there from Ritter also. Uh, a couple of guys had some, you know, got down the field. Drake London, the rookie, he got a 20. That was a big one. It was on that first drive. It was uh, first and 20. They had a penalty on Elijah Wilkerson, I believe. And uh, they got they got out of that hole right away on a little crosser. But I think that was a play got hurt on, too. Uh, so London had the longest pass catch of the game. You also had 20-yard catches from Demir Bird and um, Geronimo Allison. And then, of course, Jerome, uh, Jared Bernhardt's 21-yard catch. So, you know, they were able to hit some people down the field. Uh, very, um, you know, for first time out, the passing game, you know, looked um, – Show potential without them having their two main weapons, which was Patterson and Pitts, who played uh, nominal snaps for sure. And so your turnovers were Timothy Horn with the re, uh, recovered fumble, and Des, and um, you also had the interception by D. Offer. So uh, tackling-wise, you know, um, D. Offer got a lot of action. He had eight tackles with, to go with his pick. Uh, Dorian Etheridge, the inside linebacker, has seven. Rashard uh, Evans had four in his uh, stint with the starters. Uh, Tess Tibor had six. And uh, Nate Landham, I saw him out there mixing it up inside the defense with uh, five tackles there. So, um, you know, D'Angelo Malone's name got called. They got beat on a couple pass plays uh, and so forth, but... Uh, you know, all in all, uh, Ibikute was out there. He only had one tackle. Darren Hall got beat on a deep ball, one uh, one tackle. Uh, but, you know, Nate Thurman saw him out there mixing it up. 
Tyquan Graham was out there for a little bit. And I uh, saw Casey uh, Hayward making a tackle on the sidelines. So, you know, the defensive group, the first group of, uh, you know, Dean Pease has preached about being a top 10 defense. That didn't look like one in that first drive. But like Grady said, it's the exhibition season. So, um, just on the Lions side of things, uh, you know, you saw, I watched Hard Knocks the other day, and uh, I was fired up because he had the boys out there uh, going one-on-one, -on -one, hitting live and stuff. I thought they were going to come up here and out-hit the Falcons, and that didn't happen. The uh, coach, Arthur Smith, said I asked him about the tackling because, you know, you always, you know, um, you got to watch the tackling early on in the season because they don't, you know, tackle to the ground in practice. He said he felt a lot of young guys tackle well in this game. So that was good uh, for that bow well. If you're starting off good, it's only going to get better. Uh, but the Lions played three quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, and David Blau. David Blau probably cut himself today with that fumble there at the end. Uh, you know, no real big stats here we were looking for. Well, DeAndre Swift, we all know him, so... Georgia, former Georgia tailback, four carries for 20 and a touchdown. Uh, nobody else. Big Hutchinson, the Aiden Hutchinson, he's their rookie star, number two overall pick. He he beat Jake Matthews on a play early. Uh, uh, Jake, you know, just whiffed him and got underneath him. Uh, so the kid, uh, he looks like he's going to be a ball, ball player. But uh, Tom Kennedy had eight catches for 104, so somebody was rolling over there. But, yeah, they didn't. They spread it around, too. They had a bunch of receivers out there. So, um, you know, Detroit Lions, uh, NFC North trying to come up. They were 3-13-1 last year. Uh, Falcons were 7-10. and The Falcons beat them in Atlanta 2016 with an interception in the end zone. So that's uh, – those are some of the things we wanted to wrap up here from the Lions. Let's look ahead here for a pretty exciting week for the Falcons. They uh, have tomorrow off. They'll go Sunday at 2. Uh, Monday at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 6.30. Uh, then they're going Tuesday. I think Wednesday's off. And then Thursday they're practicing in the morning. And then flying out to New York. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's my schedule, too. I'm, I'm going to practice in the morning and fly out uh, Thursday evening around 4. Just shoot it right from Flowery Branch to the airport and uh, get it up in place in New York for the practices against the New York Jets. So it's a big week. So he's going to probably ease them in early in the week. That Monday practice will show, kind of walk through, uh, correct stuff from the game Sunday and Monday. And then um, – you know, Tuesday and Wednesday kind of get, uh, yeah, Tuesday's practice is at 1 o'clock. And I think Wednesday's off. And then Thursday in the morning. And then go to New York. So uh, that'll be, they, they'll save the, they kind of got us, they can go kind of, you know, walk through it soft uh, early in the week because they're going to be hitting in New York on Friday and Saturday. They'll get two good days of work. And then Sunday will be an off day, and then they play Monday night. So, so it's going to pace. The pace is picking up here uh, as we start uh, to get the games going and the joint practices. Because then right after that week, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town 
for joint practices and a game on the 27th. And then that's going to be it. And then we'll, I'll get, I got to go get the dates and the deadlines for the cuts and so forth. But, um, you know, September the 11th is the date they're building up for. Got a lot of stuff to build off of from this game. Uh, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, we know that they know what those corrections are on that side. The offensive lineman didn't look good. Uh, uh, second team, you know, especially on that drive when they got it on the 11 and couldn't uh, couldn't move. So, you know, Desmond and Marcus, they're not going to be able to run and bail those guys out all season. So, uh, you know, they got some running plays, get stacked up, you know, blitzers coming in, just getting free shots at Huntley. He couldn't even get going. So, uh, you know, they got plenty to work on, that's for sure. But, you know, it's easier to work on things after a victory. And every basketball coach, every football coach in the world will tell you that. So they'll have, uh, you know, just going to feel better when you're working through. You're going to hear all the mistakes you made in the film room. Uh, they're going to hear that probably. Uh, on Sunday, Sunday morning, because you're probably just gonna let them go until Sunday. They'll correct all that. That's gonna, but you know, when you when you won the game, you kind of okay with taking that hard coaching, is what I've understood, and so forth. So uh, that's where the Falcons are. Got a big win here in Detroit, uh, 27 to 23 at Ford Field. Uh, now they go home and then get ready for the joint practices. And then they go uh, up to New Jersey to practice with the Jets and then play them on Monday night. So that's what we have coming up here in the uh, next few days for the Atlanta Falcons. So with that, we're going to get out of here and uh, hope you have a great weekend after watching this Falcons win on Friday night. Take care. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.